Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How far has the defense come since day one, do you think? I think just our fundamentals have improved a lot. Um, our fundamentals, our technique, that was the biggest thing about spring ball and just being able to execute our jobs. You see guys getting better every single day. You see individuals getting better. Now when we hit summer, guys can go through the install again. Thinking about technique as they put their bodies and get in shape. And then fall camp, you know, now we asking our guys to execute at a high level when we hit fall camp and get ready for the season. So on that, the fast scale of how fast you want to play, how how much have you, you know, gotten to toward where you want to be? Uh, I wouldn't say we're thinking next level football yet. We're not looking at backfield sets and seeing splits yet because we're still thinking about our job a little bit. But we're executing our job, and that's that's to get that's half of it to get us to understand our job like it's the back of our hand. So now we can play faster. So we can think about what the offense is doing. So I wouldn't say we're we're on next level football yet, but you know that's where we should get to in fall camp. What up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We kicked off the pod with audio from Colorado State defensive coordinator Freddie Banks. The Rams held their final practice of the spring before the spring game this morning. Gorgeous day in Fort Collins. The sun was out. Um, They only held one practice this time around instead of the two split sessions like they had done leading up to it. But it was just a really nice day. I've obviously been really appreciative of CSU for giving us the access. I got a couple of nice messages on Twitter um, from you guys just shouting me out for making the drive up from Denver. Appreciated that as well. But this is great. You know, open access, it's what leads to to better content for, for me and for Kevin and Eddie and my guy Brady Hole and anybody else that might dip their toes into the CSU beats, you know, every now and then. Anyways, on today's pod, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what we learned from Freddie Banks, what he's looking for from the defense on Saturday. I'll play more audio from him specifically on a couple of things I asked him about the yeah, the four two five and basically why run it, what are the strengths, what does he look for in a safety? Obviously, in the four two five, you've got three safeties on the field rather than an extra linebacker. If you're a DNVR member, I already published an article on this. Went up not that long ago, actually. But we'll dive into it on this pod even more. I'm going to get into some recruiting scoops for CSU football. Sounds like uh, the Rams might be getting a transfer from a rival. So uh, some suspense there. And then finally, I will talk about where the Rams could potentially add some depths between now and the fall. Before we get into all of this, I got to shout out the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The playoffs are here. That means next level basketball. 
And with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win, and they're going to get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. It's that simple. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can bet on NBA hoops with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Each day of the first round, you can get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay does not hit. That's why we love DraftKings, because they are always giving you a shot at redemption. Sports betting's tough, you know? If, if you place a, a bet on a ticket, you know, at a traditional sports book, when it goes up in flames, normally you just rip it up, you know, light it on fire, whatever you're going to do. Probably don't light it on fire in the casino. That's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> but with DraftKings, you know, they're, they're going to give you your money back and give you a second chance at that bet. Maybe you missed just barely the first time. Get it the second time. That's what it's all about. Second chances, baby. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win during the first round of the NBA playoffs. Get $150 in free bets instantly. Again, that promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, like I said, I am going to play more audio from our interview time with Freddie Banks on the benefits of the 425, specifically in modern football. He just kind of dove into the fact that, you know, in, in the modern game, you're typically facing teams that are stacking the field with pass catchers. It's a lot of uh, single back formations, 11 personnel, uh, typically. And because of that, it, it's beneficial to have more guys that can move and, and cover and, and are just versatile on the field. We've seen San Diego State have great success with this. And at least with the, the current you know build of the roster, I think it really favors the Rams' strengths because they've got some really talented safeties. Uh, Jack Howell, obviously freshman All-American. You have Angel King, who comes over from Nevada, converted corner. Uh, Henry Blackburn, who actually had two interceptions today. Uh, picked off Clay Millen twice. Once it, it wasn't quite the red zone. It was more like they were around the 30-yard line, just kind of stepped in front of the receiver. The other one, uh, Millen kind of tried to force a deep ball. Blackburn went up, nice ball skills, just out-jumped the receiver and, and brings it in. Millen definitely left it a little bit short, but and you know probably forced it a little bit, but it was just like a seven-on-seven seven drill. Anyways, it's kind of the point is to... to stretch the field and, and work on some of these vertical routes, but it's good to see these guys in the secondary making plays. Um, I asked Banks about what he looks for in a safety, and he talked about, you know, being able to run. Obviously, you've got to be able to cover a lot of ground in this in this system and being consistent tacklers, so we'll play that audio for you. As far as what Freddie Banks wants from the defense in the spring game on Saturday, obviously looking for success, but, you know, really, they're, they're just in the initial stages, like they, they're through install, but they'll do it all again this August. On Saturday, it's going to be a lot of base defense. They're not going to be doing anything wonky. It's just about execution. But Banks wants to see his guys be able to respond, particularly through adversity. They're a little bit too high, a little bit too low right now. You've got to be even keeled because in the course of a football game, you know, you're going to give up big plays. You're going to make plays. You can't act like the game's over either way. This defense, this starting defense in particular, there's a lot of talent on the field. You've got a lot of guys that are really intriguing. But, you know, 
the, the mental component of it is going to be huge. And I, I feel like that's been an issue with CSU defenses a lot over the years. Like you see guys and, and you know, when they're getting after the QB and really sacking them and stuff, and that's great. You know, it's easy to get really high, but you know, you give up a long catch here and then all of a sudden they just kind of crumble under the pressure on Saturday. You know, a, a defensive back might get burned by Tory Horton for a touchdown. You know, you might give up a big play to Melquan Stovall or Ajon Vivens, Ty McCulloch, Dante Wright, whoever it may be. Can you bounce back and get a pass breakup the next time? Can you get after the QB the next time? Make a tackle if you miss one? Then make the next one. That's what he wants to see. Just guys responding because the technique has improved. It's really the the mental component that he wants to see. I mean, he talked about it for like 45 seconds. So it's, it's going to be a big thing for Freddie Banks on Saturday. It's what he's looking for. I'll be curious to, to see how it goes for the defense. They played pretty well in that second scrimmage. Again, it wasn't like a, a true scrimmage like this one will be where you have the ones versus everyone. It was, you know, more just like offense versus defense running plays. But we saw some chippiness, and I, I feel like we've got a, a defense that, you know, obviously they, they want to win. They want to be successful this year. And, in, you know, the offense being good, that's going to be good for CSU. But, you know, all spring when you have to hear about the air raid and the receivers and the quarterbacks and how great the offense is, naturally, you know, these these guys are competitors on defense too. They're going to want to make some plays. So I'm really intrigued to see how the defense comes out. Probably what I'm most curious about in the spring game, honestly, is, is how does the defense hold up against this consistent passing offense? And, you know, then again, can the, the receivers and, and quarterbacks execute the way that they have throughout most of spring? I'll talk more about the spring game. So we get a little bit closer. I'm going to move on here. I'm going to play more audio from Freddie Banks talking about the benefits of the 425 what he looks for in a safety. And then after that, we are going to get into some recruiting scoops for CSU football and uh, talk about a guy who might be coming over from a conference rival. Um, well, the 425, number one, it starts up front okay. with, with getting a, creating a four-man pass rush, being able to stop the run with our guys up front. Everything we do is about our guys up front, our disguise in the back end, getting the quarterback to change his eyes. It's about the guys up front so they can get home. And all of a sudden, you see some interceptions being made. Um, but it starts up front. If you're not getting pressure, you can't stop the run. It don't matter how good your DBs are. It starts up front. And then, you know, the 4 5 we just can match up with what we're seeing now in, you know, 2022. We're seeing more 11 personnel. I think on our schedule right now, we're going to see 46% 11 personnel on base downs. So that's telling us that we better be ready to go. And that's including every situation. So that's a lot. What do you look for individually with safeties? Like, what do you want in a safety in this system? You know, the biggest thing is we got to be able to run. We got to be able to run. We got to be smart and we got to be able to tackle. If we can do those things, we can coach everything else. If you can run, you got the athletic ability um, and, and you're smart and you can get the checks, you got to really be the general back there. Our free, our strong, and our nickel got to be able to communicate and get us in checks and communicate. And then that's a part of the next level football. The nickels should be able to, the nickels and the strong should be able to communicate backfield sets of what type of runs we're getting. The splits at number two, what type of what type of routes we're getting out of certain splits. Um, so they really got to be the generals back there, not just knowing their job and communicating the calls, but they're also going to be in charge of, hey, number two is under split, alert the race. Hey, Back is offset, alert, alert split zone. You know, back, full back is deep, alert insert. That type of stuff, they'll be responsible for that communication. So you got to be smart. Again, CSU defensive coordinator Freddie Banks. Really appreciate him for giving us a couple minutes of time after the final practice. One last time, looking forward to that spring game on Saturday. 
Going to get into some recruiting news here, but we got to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We've got it on tap. Over at the bar, we've got regular seltzers as well. They actually just released a new hard soda line, and they are fire, guys. My girlfriend works at Breck. I love it. I drink Mountain Beach all the time. The Avalanche Ale, it's a classic. I mean, we've got the the playoffs coming up for the Avs. What's better than going with the Avalanche Amber Ale? I've got an Avalanche Amber Ale t-shirt with the Avs logo on it. And when the Avs score two goals in the first period, you can get a free beer. On game day, start your Avs game day with an Avalanche Amber Ale at any bar or restaurant. Just save your receipt. If the Avs score two or more goals in the first period, Breck Brew will pay for your beer via rebate. Just upload your receipt on breckbrew.com. What a deal. If you're like me, more of a homebody, you want to watch the, the game at home, just pick up some Breck Brews and, and take them to your living room. Use the Breck Brew locator. Uh, it'll find the closest location near you where Breck Brews are sold. Really tight. I've used this a couple of different times. And there's just really no better brand to to drink this spring with to start your summer with i mean sitting in the sunshine watching hockey whatever you're doing breck brews have the beer for you the seltzer whatever you're into that's the great thing they've got so much variety now i can't even name everything i love breckenridge you love breckenridge we all love breckenridge hit it up and go try those hard sodas i'm telling you they are absolutely fire all right let's talk about who csu football potentially could be signing very soon here. I'm always hesitant to throw out names with recruiting because it moves so fast. For instance, you know, like with CSU hoops, they had a guy in Gideon George who they thought they were going to sign from BYU last minute. He decides not to transfer. I had already, you know, written an article, spent a bunch of time talking about him, all this stuff. So, you know, again, you know, it's, it's always ebbing and flowing. People can get offers late. They can change their mind late. So just take it all with a grain of salt. But have uh, now heard uh, from a couple of people that I trust that the Rams are closing in on signing former Wyoming defensive end Solomon Bird. This is a guy that has uh, recorded 87 total tackles, 13 for loss, 10 sacks, two forced fumbles over 23 games at Wyoming. Did not play in 2020, missed the 2021 game against CSU. So he actually only played uh, CSU back in 2019. But that 2019 season, man, he he was a beast. Had 45 total tackles, a nine and a half for a loss, 22 of which were solo, six and a half sacks that year. Again, did not play in 2020, opted out. In 2021, in eight games, had 37 total tackles, three and a half for loss, three and a half sacks. So still a, a really productive pass rusher for Wyoming over the last couple of seasons. And now he might be going up against Wyoming. We might have the the rare, you know, Marcus Houston coming over from Colorado to to CSU and then gets the chance to play him. We don't we don't see a ton of it. I do think we will see more and more of this kind of in the modern era, like we've seen, you know, corners transfer from Georgia to Alabama and a bunch of CU's players transferred over to USC and and other Pac twelve programs. Obviously the Nevada situation with with CSU and that was the rarest of them all. Uh, my point is, I just think we're going to see more interconference transferring, something that would have seemed like unthinkable, you know, even 10 years ago. But Bird would be a big time addition for this program, would add more depth to what has already been, you know, the, the best component of CSU's defense, according to Freddie Banks. You know, he was really raving about the defensive line. 
CJ Onyeki, the Rutgers transfer, has looked really good. Obviously, you're hyped in what you've seen out of Mohamed Kamara. You hope he can build off of, you know, what's been a, a nice start to his career. You bring in Bird, an experienced guy. You've just got another guy you can work into the rotation. And that's the thing about last year. Like, as, as talented as that front seven was, they did not rotate at all. Like, you would see McBride and, and Patchen just be absolutely gassed in that fourth quarter, and they just would not rotate other guys in. It was It was really weird. But, you know, Banks... He's made it clear, you know, they're going to play eight, nine guys, you know, maybe even more. If you're ready to go, they're willing to get you in. It might not necessarily be for three downs. You know, you might be only be coming in for a down or two to, to spell one of the starters. You might only be playing 20 snaps a game. If they're really hard reps, though, that's productive. That's beneficial. It's good for the team. It allows everybody to stay fresh, but it's also good for those individuals because it gives them an opportunity to actually you know, see enough playing time to have an opportunity to, to learn and, and improve. If you don't ever get an opportunity to get on the field, how are you going to improve? And then the last thing I'll say on Solomon Bird specifically, again, it's it's not necessarily a guarantee that he's going to end up at CSU. You know, I have heard that he's still kind of holding out for some potential Pac-12 interests, maybe looking for some NIL money. But if you can bring him in at 6'4", 249, already a guy that's played a ton of snaps in the mountain West helps add depth from a body perspective. Also from a talent perspective. And then, you know, finally last, maybe not necessarily the most important, but this is a CSU podcast by a CSU guy for CSU people. The, the pettiness component, which is just that this would drive Wyoming fans absolutely nuts. And that's always fun. I mean, we love, we love getting the, the pokes all riled up. So that that'd be fun. I mean, being completely fair, you know, for the sake of transparency, if a CSU starter, you know, played multiple years and then ended up transferring over to Wyoming, would Ram fans react the exact same way? Of course. But that's what makes college football fun. It's the pettiness. It's the rivalry, the traditions, the history, and then the storylines. And it's tough to, to beat a storyline like this, you know, a legitimate starter, a guy that played at a really high level, switches sides on the longest continuous rivalry played west of the mississippi anyways we'll keep an eye on that but based on what i've heard the the rams feel pretty confident that they're going to have an opportunity to get him to put pen to paper he's already been on campus a couple of times and i think uh, i think the rams have a good chance of of bringing him in off of that though i, I kind of wanted to wrap up the podcast here with just a couple of thoughts on on where CSU could potentially look to add depth this offseason. As it currently stands, Rams are going to have a couple of scholarships to work with two, I believe, one if they end up signing Bird. Rex Haynes, the uh, wide receiver that recently committed, is actually going to be a walk-on in his first year. Imagine they, you know, tell him, you know, come on, come out, play, and then we'll get you uh, on scholarship after your first year. But the benefit is it allows you to continue to pursue somebody like Solomon Bird and potentially some more targets for your defensive depth. Uh, Position-wise, I would argue that corner would be the the number one position group that I would try and add depth at. It's just, it's so important. It's kind of like quarterback. You just need to have as many of them as you can. I really like the starters and... I do wonder if Corey Lambert kind of comes in and, and plays corner of the freshman that'll be coming over from Louisiana, played more of a, a safety role in high school, but six foot one, 200 pounds. He moves well, has good size, good tackler. 
wouldn't surprise me if he ended up being in the mix at corner. Maybe you bring in somebody else uh, from a, a Juco if you have a late chance to, but I would definitely explore the possibility of corner because once you get outside of, of Greeley and Anusium and some of these guys, they just they don't have a ton of size. We'll see. I mean, Jones, Titus Jones, Manny's brother, has has flashed at various points, but again, he's like 5'9". I don't know. I mean, Robert Floyd had moments where he flashed last year, but again, really small, and he's a bit of a glory chaser, one of those guys. So he's going he's gonna to make some plays on the ball. He's got good ball skills. He's also going to get burned because he's overly aggressive. I would just like to see them add a little bit more size. I, I like what they have with the safeties. I'm I'm really intrigued by Blackburn and and Howell and King. I think you've got a really solid trio there and you can kind of rotate them in and then obviously Taiwan Francis, who I think will kind of be that nickel role. And and you trust him in coverage to an extent, but if they could get another lanky corner, I would definitely do that. Uh, another position that I would consider adding depth that would be linebacker. You're confident in Daquan Jackson, Cameron Carter. Chase Wilson has looked really good. I'm, I think he's going to be a, a legit player. Devin Edwards, he's he's flashed. He had an interception in the scrimmage last Saturday, but if we're just talking about raw athleticism, he's definitely you know a, a significant step below those other three guys. And I'm not sure how confident you would be feeling if you know one of those other guys goes down and you're having to count on him to to play a ton of snaps, you know, coming in to spell somebody here or there. That's one thing. Special teams. That's another, but you know, if he had to play legitimate downs for this team, that'd be worrisome because we saw last year when Daquan got hurt and when Mo got hurt and some of these other guys, the, the depth in the front seven, it just wasn't great. I would try and add another linebacker if they could. Lastly, uh, offensive tackle, obviously anytime you could get another tackle, I think it's beneficial. Just stockpile them like offensive linemen as a whole. I would also throw tight end into the mix. Tanner Arkin has looked really good. Uh, you've, you've seen good stuff from Gary Williams at times. I don't know though, man. He's it's a pretty small sample size. Demir Abdullah moved over from wide receiver. The coaching staff has had a lot of good stuff to say about him. Uh, we'll see what Jordan Williams looks like when he's on campus this August. Six foot five, two hundred pound prospect at a St. Paul High School. Chino Hills guy, another California prospect that the Rams were able to snag. But I don't know. I, I I would I would like to add one more if they could. Drake Martinez at this point is pretty unproven, but given that you do still have Williams at least right now and uh, Arkin, you know I probably like receiver you know, probably the walk on route would be the way I would use a scholarship at this point. I, I would say with these final two scholarships, the, the focus has got to be on adding defensive depth. You know, obviously Solomon bird is a target, but whether it's another linebacker, whether it's a defensive tackle corner, whatever it is, just bring another piece in for this defense and give Freddie banks some, some more tools to work with, because I think there is some intriguing talent but I do think there are some serious concerns about the overall depth. One of the position groups I'm really intrigued to see is defensive tackle and kind of how many of these guys actually work into the rotation. Devin Phillips has looked good. We've seen Grady Kelly getting snaps in there. Cam Baratow's played a factor. So they're going to have a lot of options. Teodi came over from Nevada. A lot of moving pieces, a lot to be excited about, but I think all in all, I would just like to see the Rams have a little bit more depth, especially at those position groups that we went through. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll be back with more content throughout the week. 
Make sure you keep up with me and my spring ball coverage. We'll have articles and podcasts on that as well. Uh, Social media content too. Shout out to all of you. Hope you have a great weekend. Much love. Peace. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non